0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here we roll on with our series. We're breaking down the top 200 consensus half-point PPR rankings as they stand. Here last week in May, going into June, we know it's the quiet part of the offseason, so this is a good checkpoint, so to speak, to get our finger on the pulse of where things are breakdown where things might go here so on Friday we kicked it all off uh, after we did our positional rankings there looked at the changes at quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end we broke down the top 25 so we're going to do this over eight shows here to get through all the top 200 there according to the ranking. so things may change as we go along but we'll uh, adjust and uh, analyze as necessary so we got through one to 25 we'll go through 26 through 50 here, Then uh, so on and so forth, we'll get through the top 200 over uh, now the next uh, several shows here. So, exciting stuff to talk about here. And again, uh, we want to really give each player some justice in talking about them. And we'll do that here in a moment, starting at the guy number 26. Today's episode is brought to you by BuildBar. Go to BuildBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Alright, let's uh, dive in. Where we left off, we were... Pretty deep into running backs. Uh, we were through the running back 1s, so now we're in the running back 2s. And at wide receiver, we're still rounding out the wide receiver 1s. And when we say 1s or 2s in those respects, we're talking about the top 12 players on the board. We're using 12 team as a standard size our league there. So once we get past the top 12, then they have a different status there. And uh, going through with the, the two running backs and the three wide receivers. So, so far we only had a couple tight ends and one quarterback. We had uh, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle as well as Patrick Mahomes. But pretty much it's been all running back and wide receiver here. We'll uh, tap in a little bit more into tight end and quarterback on this show. And a lot more, of course, when we get into picks 51 through 75. All right. Number 26 on the list here as we begin Tier 4. This is what uh, Fantasy Pros calls it. So again, 26, you're getting uh, past that second round into the third round of your 12-team league draft. Maybe uh, just at the beginning of your 14-team or there. So pretty close second to third round borderline here in fantasy football. DeAndre Swift is your running back 14 right now. And Swift, we really like his chances here, Jamal Williams in the mix, that is a little bit of a concern, but look at DeAndre Swift, still going to be a key part of their offense, catching passes as well, they lost a lot of targets there at wide receivers, so TJ Hawkins and DeAndre Swift, and the rookie Amon Ross St. Brown, the slot guy from USC, are going to have to make up for a lot of that production here. I know they got some other receivers, and Brashad uh, Perriman, Tyrell Williams, but a lot of dump-offs, check-downs. Jared Goff, they were going to trust one back here. So Anthony Lynn likes probably Swift's skill set, a little bit reminding him of what Melvin Gordon could do, what Austin Eckler could do. So a little bit of a hybrid of those type of players. So DeAndre Swift, again, Jamal Williams a little bit concerned knowing that he cut into the work of Aaron Jones quite a bit in Green Bay. But that also makes Jamal Williams a very strong handcuff here coming over to the Lions. But DeAndre Swift, yeah, he's a solid RB too. You look at him every which way, breaking him down. He's a guy that's going to get the key touch in the pass game in half point that brings his value up and also have a good shot at closing the door with a lot of touchdowns here. But watch out for Williams uh, doing some of that as well. Number 27 is our RB15. He's Nadia Harris. He's a guy that I'm going to keep watching to climb up here. I mean... I think Swift is a nice value here at number 26, but I prefer Harris because I know he's going to get all the touches here. I know they've got some other guys, Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland and some backs that they've tried to work in, but this is typically a workhorse team with Mike Tomlin. He likes one guy to touch the ball. We've seen it with LeVant Bell. We've seen it with James Conner. I think Najee Harris gives you a little bit of Bell, a little bit of Conner, complete back, durable, can do everything out there. So if I were going to rank a guy, I would say, Harris over Swift. If you look at the running backs that went before, yeah, there's a case for Harris as well because it's Joe Mixon and Antonio Gibson ranked 20-21 respectively here. So Harris has an argument. I think people are just being cautious with his ranking for now, not knowing exactly his role. But I expect it to be a full workhorse situation as a reality first-round pick for the Steelers. They're not going to use that first-rounder on a running back very often unless they're going to deploy him right away in a heavy Workload type of way, I think Najee Harris uh, falls into that. So watch out for Harris climbing up here from RB15 and uh, number 27 overall as we go along. Keenan Allen is the next guy on the list. He's wide receiver 10, so still sticking with our wide receiver ones. Keenan Allen's pretty solid. They didn't really upgrade too much here at wide receiver. Still Mike Williams for the most part. They lost Hunter Henry, so try to replace him with Jared Cook. They've got uh, Jalen Guyton and some younger guys there. Otherwise, uh, in the receiving course, so someone's going to have to make up for Henry's catches. You think Allen is going to be a dominant position possession receiver, he can do all that. Justin Herbert's going to be more confident here. You have a, a new offense uh, with Joe Lombardi, so it should be a lot of fun to see. But Keen Allen, again, dominant player overall. Route running is impeccable. The hands are great. You could ask for a little bit more touchdowns, but yeah, Keen Allen, if you want to just feel great about your first pick and just say, Look, he's going to come through here as a wide receiver one that I need at this position, Keen Allen is it. You can start to feel a little bit better about Allen Robinson. I don't know how we feel about the quarterback situation between Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, but he's wide receiver 11, ranked 29 overall on the board. So you look at Robinson, again, you have Darnell Mooney, you've got Kolkomet, you've maybe got a little bit more at other position slot and all that, but Allen Robinson dominated last year, so... It didn't really matter what quarterback Nick Foles was out there, Mitchell Trubisky. He threatened to leave here if things didn't work out. But Justin Fields, I think, gives Allen Robinson more upside. Andy Dalton gives Just or Alan Robinson a pretty high floor in general. So Allen Robinson pretty solid, much like Keenan Allen, and a little bit more touchdown juice, but clear go to number one receivers on their teams. We pivot back to running back in number 30 overall. It's JK Dobbins. I really love Dobbins, but Gus Edwards is always going to be there with the, the running. I think they might pass a little bit more, but Dobbins certainly... If he can get the red zone, finishing touches, as well as the receiving, he's in good shape here. If Edwards is just the guy they pound in, is just that power change of pace, and doesn't vulture too many things, Dobbins could be off to a big situation. But yeah, I look at Dobbins and Swift. Second-year backs I like a lot. I think their situation could be a little bit better. That's why leaning a little bit more to that rookie, Harris, being more appealing. Miles Sanders... We're going to watch where he goes. I think this guy they could drop. He's 31 right now, RB17. But keep in mind, Eagles used to a significant pick there on Kenneth Gainwell. They brought back Jordan Howard. They went after Carryon Johnson. This is a totally different offense here with the uh, Nick Sirianni. So Miles Sanders uh, kind of was limited usage-wise. Not a big factor as much as he could have been as an RB2 for the end of the Doug Peterson era. So, Again, we'll watch Miles Sanders, but it could be a little bit more of a committee approach here. But he's very talented back, but we do need to see him do a little bit more consistently to trust him. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is right behind him, so we're at RB18. So getting close to rounding out uh, what would be the draftable uh, starting combination at running back. But 18 here for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The competition is about the same. Here, you know, I'm a little concerned that uh, you have... Two guys in there that are still a factor in uh, Darwin Thompson, Daryl Williams, and, and CH, I like a lot, but I want that consistent dedication touches. But the big thing for him is they uh, got their running game and run blocking in order here, so that should help him rebound, where that will be a natural part of what they do. And we want to see Edward Delaire uh, really ramp up his receiving work as well as a checkdown guy. Maybe that'll happen without Sammy Watkins. And uh, Michael Hardman, we'll see how much they expand his role there. But behind it, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, we hope for Edwards Hilaire to be a lot more involved in the passing game, which I think was just a little disappointing last year where I think they were very careful with overusing him, and then it ended up with some fantasy football disappointment as a back-end RB2, but I think he has more potential if you look at it as a borderline RB1 here as a first-round reality pick from 2020. The next guy is Terry McLaurin. He rounds out your wide receiver ones here at number 33 overall on the board. So McLaurin, everyone's expecting big things from Scary Terry, Formula One, whatever you want to call him. We know Ryan Fitzpatrick, his history of go-to wide receivers, Devontae Parker, going back even to Eric Decker when he really loaded up his numbers with Jets, Brandon Marshall to some degree as well on that same team. So he likes going to one guy and uh, trusting him all over. If he's got an elite go-to guy, Terry McLaurin is that player. He's going to be helped by Curtis Samuel on the other side. Logan Thomas also going to draw some attention at tight end. So Terry McLaurin, love this uh, as your last wide receiver one on the board here at wide receiver 12 and 33. So you're looking at uh, him as, right now, a third-round pick. And finally, the last guy we'll talk about in this segment is Julio Jones. He's been in the news quite a bit. We talked about Julio and the trade rumors that are starting. Well, he's continued those trade rumors when he said, I'm out of here, when he's talking about Atlanta. He didn't want to go to the Cowboys. So he made that clear, but he wants to go to a contending team. So we'll see where he ends up. But he's got Calvin Ridley to deal with, who's now elite. Wide receiver one there. You have Julio Jones as a wide receiver two, borderline, the 13th player at his position. So things are going down a little bit. I think he needs to get out of there, especially with Kyle Pitts in into the mix here as a key receiving option, and a guy, another guy with Ridley to uh, probably have more success than Jones in the red zone working with Matt Ryan. So, yeah, as it stands, as a Falcon here, as we get into June here soon, Julio Jones is still on the team. But interesting that a guy, just like Michael Thomas, used to be way up there as a wide receiver, you really trusted one of those elite special receivers – You've seen it with Michael Thomas. You've seen it with Julio Jones. You've seen it with Odell Beckham Jr. These guys have kind of fallen off. And Julio's 32, so we'll have to see where he ends up. But you want him to be in a clear-cut spot, maybe not with the sharing targets with guys like Ridley and Pitt. So we'll watch that carefully, but that could erase his value. But for now, in his current situation with Ryan in Atlanta, in the new coaching staff, or more run-heavy approach, if you're with Arthur Smith, that makes sense to have him 34th. Alright, so there is uh, a look now. Uh, So we got through number 34. We'll get all the way through 50 on the show, and we'll do that here over the next two segments. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win Daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC, insured, spend account for free at Credit Karma money. There's no minimum balance, no requirements there, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of more than 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated member, FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. We'll be right back here to uh, start to breaking down the rest of our top 50 wide receivers on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Alright, time to continue the show. We got through our number 34 player on the board. This is the half-point PPR consensus expert rankings on fantasy pros. Why we use that is to get a good read on the industry, where they stand here. That includes me and all that. But it's more to get a feel on our guys underrated, overrated here, especially in May, June. We know things can change a lot when we get close to there near the end of August, early September, when you're actually drafting players. So it's good to see where they are now and see what we learn as a, Offseason comes to a close here. Now, number 35 is Chris Carson of the Seahawks. He's your RB19 on the board, 35 overall. So, almost done in a 12 team league with the first three rounds in terms of uh, creating the board. Again, we'll do a little bit of mock drafting special here once we get through these rankings. So, that'll be on deck. So, we'll actually look at how you do a mock draft because we know they don't always line up with the rankings. Chris Carson. Again, you feel confident Rashad Penny's option wasn't picked up. They don't have a lot of options. Carlos Hyde is gone. Uh, I think you see if Chris Carson's healthy. I think he's going to finish solidly as a higher-end RB2 or even an RB1. But RB19 is a conservative approach because of the health and the unknown quantity of the new offense. David Montgomery, I think, again, a bit underrated given how he came on. I get why it's changed up here. You have Damian Williams. you got uh, some more depth. In the backfield, you got Terry Cohn coming back. can cut into his pass catching. But David Montgomery looks spectacular. He's in the same offense. He was elite last year in average scoring with RB1 status uh, in a lot of games. So they let Montgomery lose. He bulked up a little bit. The offensive line was tailored to him a little bit more with uh, run blocking. Yeah, so we'll watch Montgomery. I think he's being a little bit too downgraded uh, because of maybe just looking at a potential wide receiver crowd. But Montgomery really did establish himself as a busy player down the stretch last year, and it worked as well as they won games and got in the playoffs with him supporting their passing game. Number 37, number 38, we'll take these as a double shot, shall we? Wide receiver 14 and 15, so two higher-end wide receiver twos, and part of it is they play for the same team. Mike Evans ahead of Chris Godwin just barely. So what's clear here is when Evans and Godwin are really put right next to each other, there's a little separation. Evans might do it more with touchdowns, But there could be some touchdown regression there. Godwin might do it more with yardage and catches, but he's headed for some positive touchdown regression. While you look at Evans, maybe uh, we'll step up in other areas. So that's why they're so tight and hard to separate. I don't think Tom Brady kind of says, Chris Godwin, you're better than Mike Evans, or goes like that in his head. I think he uses them both in maximizing situations. So Evans and Godwin, pretty even co number ones on their team in different approaches. Godwin often working a slot. Evans is that big target on the outside, finishing drives in the ed- red zone. But yeah, 37-38. So you can debate that all day. Who would you rather have? Again, with the touchdowns in either format to half point to full point PPR, they always are going to be those six points. So Evans has a little bit more appeal than Godwin, 37 versus 38. We finally have another tight end. It's Darren Waller. I mentioned that Darren Waller, you could get at a good value after Travis Kelsey and George Kittle long gone. Well, this is it. It, it This would say Darren Waller was a fourth-round pick. I think you'd feel a little bit more comfortable if you had uh, two picks there that you feel really good about and another one there before you dive into getting your tight end. So, yeah, if you could stack up in some form running back, running back, wide receiver, however you look at it, And then you add Waller here in the fourth round, that would be kind of ideal. But again, Waller being undervalued, I think George Kittle is a little bit overvalued. Really Travis Kelsey as well, when you compare Waller, that you can get him so much later as a pretty elite value pick here. So yeah, good spot for Waller. I don't know if that's his true value. I think part of it is the scarcity of the other positions, and knowing you have Kelsey and Kittle, so you can uh, go in different directions, and Waller may be a bit more of a luxury pick, but... He definitely is appealing when you think about who are the next three players on the board are. Number 40 is Amari Cooper. We're still in a tier number four, according to Fantasy Pros, the expert ranking. So you have Amari Cooper. He's number 16 at wide receiver. So we're solidly into the wide receiver twos. Amari Cooper, I think CeeDee Lamb, you look at him, we'll actually look ahead uh, to CeeDee Lamb here. He's at number 45. So interesting, Cooper and Lamb right next to each other. There's a few wide receivers in between. But, yeah, so just like we saw Evans and Godwin, Cooper and Lamb are really close there, not knowing uh, where to go. I think Lamb is a better value, no matter how you look at it, at wide receiver 19 versus Amari Cooper at wide receiver uh, 16 here in your draft. So we'll watch that to see if Lamb seems to have a bigger role because he is a slot guy and can uh, line up all over the field for the Cowboys. Number 41 is a guy that I might sneak into my do not draft list i don't like josh jacobs here as one of your last four rb2s i don't like it because kenny and drake is there and you look at kenny drake a little bit of a spoiler on uh, where drake is ranked it's it's further down at 84 but still i think drake can have a bigger role i mean they went out and signed this guy and they're both alabama back so they have maybe some weird running style combination in mind here when using them john gruden you never know here, but Josh Jacobs, just aggressive here. RB21. I would feel a little bit more comfortable taking him as a flex play there, just like with Drake. And finally, the last player we'll talk about rounding out this tier, number four, is number 42. So when you add that up, you're three and a half rounds in. It's Robert Woods. And we're gonna watch the Rams. It's gonna be new go-to guy here for the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. He's going away from his Lions targets. Jared Goff like Cooper Cup. But this could be a chance here for Robert Woods to be the man here for Matthew Stafford. He's the outside guy. His versatility can run all over the field. So, again, I like Woods and the separation between him and Cup. The schedule is really pretty favorable. Again, Woods to me has a lot more appeal than Amari Cooper just because, again, I think he's more of a clear cut, separating go to guy from Cooper Cup now with the quarterback change than we think. So, again, that's why you don't have. Uh, Woods and Cup bunched together. If you look, actually in in these rankings, Cup is fifty-four. So more than a round later, that's where Cup is supposed to go. He's not attached right there with Woods. So that tells you something right there, an early indication that Woods is gonna be the go-to guy we trust most here with Stafford. We still have to talk about forty-three through fifty. We'll do that in our final segment, including a little bit more on a CD Lamb here, and uh, just the value overall of, of these players. So Getting nice and deep here, really the core of your rosters when you look at it, core four there with uh, four plus rounds there that we're covering on this show and uh, from Friday as well. i got to tell you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? It's really hard to choose here. Their core flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salt, and caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite, I think I've revealed it several times, I like anything with brownies, so mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, we're all over it. Double chocolate is good as well. I'm just a chocoholic, so I want a chocolate flavor covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. It's good and good for me, and Built Bar is going to deliver that for you. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you should. Just get a mix box where you can get two of each of their original nine flavors. They've got all kinds of special flavors that uh, pop up from time to time as well, so you want to be a lookout for those. But you can try all of them by going to BuiltBar.com. Most of Built Bars with their flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs. Some have uh, 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, 9 amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. There that uh, you can choose from that are always available for you. Order today and get the mix box however you want. Go to buildbar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at uh, our 43 through 50 players in the consensus half-point PPR rankings 2021 May to June. Alright, time to close the show here, so we talked a little bit about this group, but let's go to number 43, it's D.J. Moore, he's wide receiver, 18 on the board, 43, so fourth round pick, yeah, I think this could be a situation I've talked about before, where I think Sam Darrell actually might favor D.J. Moore, he's the more complete receiver, he needs to be the centerpiece, they did draft Robbie Anderson-like receiver in Terrace Marshall Jr., so... Moore's consistently going to be on the field. They also lost Curtis Samuel in the slot. Tried to replace him with Shy Smith there. Another rookie that they drafted with Marshall. But Moore could see a lot of work inside. Working with Darnold. Just be a valuable receiver in that sense. And We've seen Darnold with Jameson Crowder. So Moore can have value there. He's very good on the outside. So I just think Moore is a more talented player than Anderson. And that will manifest here a little bit more. It will surprise some people. That it goes that way for Darnold being in the mix, where I think it was a bit surprising to many that Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson had a connection last year, as Anderson had been the field stretcher and, and Bridgewater's value wasn't necessarily throwing the deep ball. Number 44, we have our second quarterback. Yes, yeah, second quarterback at, at 44. And this is how the industry is going to rank quarterbacks. They're just going to devalue them. But the guy who gets that honor is Josh Allen. And what does Josh Allen have? The big arm, big weapons, big numbers, also the running ability. So he's behind Patrick Mahomes. But when you look at it, Josh Allen, 44 on the board. Patrick Mahomes, 23. So Mahomes essentially was an end of the second round pick, the penultimate pick of there. When you look at Josh Allen, he's more near the end of the fourth round here. So big separation between the two quarterbacks. I think Josh Allen uh, probably shouldn't go any higher than this because I think there's other guys who could end up as the number two scorer that you could... See behind Mahomes, but again, 44 makes sense. you got to get another quarterback in here. And it's interesting that he's on his own tier here for the most part as we don't hit another quarterback until number 53. So we'll definitely have a lot of quarterbacks on the list with a bit of a run there as we get through 51 through 75. But for now, according to these rankings, only two quarterbacks are the top 50. So you're going to have to just decide when to strike for Allen. There's not going to be a run, and you might start a run later there. But uh, be careful. There's a lot of good value quarterbacks here if Allen is off the board. So you don't want to reach for him either. We mentioned C.D. Lamb at 45 could easily outscore Amari Cooper, ranked 40th overall. We have behind him as wide receiver 20s Adam Thielen at 48. So he would be the last fourth round pick. If we went back to see where his teammate went, he was the Third to last uh, second round pick, Justin Jefferson. So big separation there. I think people are expecting the TD regression from Thielen. That really inflated his numbers over Jefferson. They were both wide receiver ones last year. But a big drop off. We're seeing him as a deep wide receiver two. The age is there and Jefferson is taking over as the number one. So again, this is just adjusting to that. But Thielen can easily score a lot of short touchdowns again. So I would say he's more on the undervalued side at number 48 overall and wide receiver 20. Forty-six, I should say. Number forty-seven is Miles Gaskin here. Forty-eight is actually uh, Kenny Galladay, but we look at uh, Gaskin. He's the RB twenty-two. I really like Gaskin. He's a pretty good value. If you can get a back that fears to touch the ball quite often here and came through based based on average points per game as a borderline wide receiver or running back one last year, you look at uh, Miles Gaskin. I mean, this is pretty good. The situation lines up well. They didn't really invest much. They got Malcolm Brown, the former Ram, but they really like what Gaskin did last year. Looks like they're ready to treat him with a bigger role here. The offensive coordinators are split now, going away from Chan Gailey. But Gaskin figures to be a centerpiece as they run to set up things, playing off the defense and the deep passing game. Kenny Galladay, we mentioned, is at 48, not Adam Thielen. He's wide receiver 21, so we're getting close here to the end of the wide receiver twos. not quite putting them in the books here before we get out of the top 50. But, yeah, Galladay, I would bump up Galladay more. He's a clear-cut number one. I know there's Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph and all kinds of other receivers there that uh, could impact with Daniel Jones. But you spent a lot of money on Kenny Galladay. We know he can do everything. He can stretch a field. He has a big body. to finish in the red zone when healthy. He's pretty consistent from two years ago. It didn't matter what the quarterback was. So, Jones and will watch that. He's a guy that could definitely be on the rise here. So, Thielen is a pretty good value, I think, at uh, 46. Galladay might be way too low at 48. Kareem Hunt is your guy at number 49. So, interesting. Two Browns running backs are now in the same spot here. So, as top 24 running backs. So, that's unheard of. to usually have two backs there, but half-point PPR Kareem Hunt has a lot more value. You look at the uh, Nick Chubb, he was a high-end uh, running back one, r- running back eight on the board. Uh, he was overall there ranked number eight. So, yeah, so you have one guy that you're going to have to use the first round to pick on. Here you can use a very late pick, 49. I mean, you're looking at uh, fifth round potential for Kareem Hunt. So you're looking for a decent RB2 value. Kareem Hunt still in the mix there. I mean, a lot of his uh, production last year when came when Chubb was hurt. So keep that in mind uh, here. But... On his own right, I think he can be a big factor. He's a solid runner. He's going to catch a lot of balls here, and he's going to be pretty active scoring as well. So, Kareem Hunt may be a little surprising that a committee back is an RB2 after a very high RB1, but Kareem Hunt, the pass catching again, does it all, and he's bread and butter of their offense with uh, what Chubb does in the running game. Finally, it is Deontay Johnson, the Steelers a wide receiver, that steps up at wide receiver 22, number 50 overall on the board. Again, Deontay Johnson, uh, let's look at it real quick, where Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool are. Well, I think there's a big separation there. Juju Smith-Schuster is 79th. Chase Claypool is 77th right now in these rankings. So we'll talk more about them in a while. But, yeah, so you can get Deontay Johnson, or you have to target him about... Uh, two rounds earlier here. So, a little bit of surprise maybe to some. But if he's healthy, he's the most complete receiver. He can do anything there that they need. Ben Roethlisberger coming back at full strength. That should also help. Uh, Deontay was a little bit banged up last year. Juju Smith-Schuster, Claypool. Claypool, the deep threat, but not as consistent there. Juju Smith-Schuster, that slot underneath guy, but can be inconsistent in the deep passing game. So, Johnson gives them a little bit of everything. The outside go-to guy here, and that's why... He's number 50 here. So, again, to recap, we're almost done with the RB1s and 2s at number 23. At wide receiver, we're almost done with the wide receiver 1s and 2s with uh, just 23 and 24 left. Tight ends and quarterbacks have barely tapped in with three quarterbacks, Uh, two quarterbacks, I should say, three tight ends only. So, this makeup is not uh, surprising from what you expect here, the way we've. uh, Looked at players and ranked players, but running backs have a lot of power, and these wide receivers uh, more in vogue here, and multiple guys from uh, teams all making the cut as well. So a lot of excitement there to look at, but uh, definitely more intrigue as we get deeper into this uh, rankings, go 51 to 75. There's going to be a lot more tougher decisions because we deal with more cross-position type issues where... A little bit uh, early in the draft, you pretty much locked in running back, then you have running round of wide receivers, you pop in quarterbacks and tight ends here and there. But overall, it is uh, just a good to see and good to talk about the rankings here. So, again, we will get plenty more tight ends and quarterbacks on the 51 75 show. So, uh, I'm glad to talk about those, comparing those to other guys, and how you value those. So, i will be more in-depth draft strategies we go along. We'll put all these guys together in a mock draft as well for you. So a lot of good stuff coming here in the offseason, so don't go away. We'll keep uh, carrying you through here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Make sure you're checking out also Locked on Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked on Today. The podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been your host, Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See Tuesday with look at our next wave of rankings, fifty-one through seventy-five.